0: A clean conscience is the key to everything. It's the case for Lutheranism.
1: Pastor Matt Harrison, president of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, talking about his presentation at the 2023 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference.
0: The absolute blessed forgiveness of sins, gives me a clear conscience before God based upon Christ, not on me. clear conscience over against the manifold cultural and ideological challenges that hit us from every side. So much of the difficulty that goes on today in the world, so much antagonism is driven by bad consciences trying to argue themselves into believing what their conscience knows is false. Join me in a great lineup of speakers for the Making the Case conference. This year in Chicago. I'll see you all there.
1: You can meet and hear President Matt Harrison making the case for the Lutheran option at this year's Making the Case Conference, June 16th and 17th at Concordia University, Chicago. Learn more at IssuesETC.org. Holy God, Holy and Most Gracious Father, have mercy on us. Our Father, I believe
2: A sermon preached at least 20 years ago at First Lutheran in Boston, gave a description of the Good Shepherd that was at odds with stained glass windows in which Jesus is attired in a cloak holding in his arms a lamb lamb, followed by a multitude of adoring sheep. As destructive as demythologizing is in taking the myth out of the Gospels, it might have something to offer in coming to terms with how Luke sees the work of a shepherd. Among domesticated animals, sheep do not do well on IQ tests. They are hard to keep in line. So the drinking song associated with the Temple Bar in Dublin, Ireland got it right. We are little lost sheep who have gone astray, ba, ba, ba. We might prefer Isaiah's version, but the message is, that is the same that no one is immune from going off the ranch. As the story goes, in taking inventory of the flock, the shepherd discovers that sheep number 100 is missing. And instead of heading home, He looks into every thicket and every ditch and behind every rock for the ornery critter. Since Jesus said that we adults should have the faith of children, we can reasonably be assured that the lost sheep was not a cute lamb, but rather a crusty old horned, ill-tempered ram, smeared thick with mud and blood, which may have come from his own denial of the shepherd's sacrifice for the sheep. In hoisting the wayward beast on his shoulders, the shepherd's smock became dirtier than it already was. In dogmatic theology, we call this the homophagstisest, the humiliation Christ shared in our misery or to make use of Isaiah again, surely he has carried our sins and bore our transgressions, or as Matthew translated, he bore our sicknesses and our diseases. This is not, this, God did not do this by speaking words of absolution, spoken from his transcendent, omnipotent glory, but he did it by taking our sinful existence upon himself. The one who knew no sin was made sin. In carrying a theme over from a recent sermon by Charles Geshem, that just as Jesus healed one blind man at a time at the pool of Siloam, so Jesus searches for one sheep at a time, and in a few weeks you will be out searching for your first lost sheep. You will be doing the work of Christ, or better yet, Christ will be working in you, and that is a great good work. After you find him, it may may take some effort to wrestle him back into the flock. And no matter how long you are in the ministry, you will never forget how much you struggled with sheep number 100 and And the second struggle for the second sheep does not become any easier. Jesus, after all, said that when he returns, would he find faith? The answer is very little. And because conversions are are as infrequent as they are difficult, angels start singing in heaven, which might mean that otherwise, that there is not too much to sing about. Jesus himself was not all that successful. He preached the gospel, and his own countrymen put him to death. However, conversions do happen, and soon you will carry one of those de- desperately lost, reluctant sheep on your shoulders. Now when that happens, our angelic con- con- concomitant f- fighters will no longer be able to restrain their emotions. And these angels will break forth in a deafening roar, something like the crowd at a football game when only with seconds to go, the kicker on the losing team punts the ball right from the 50-yard line right to the middle of the goalposts. Angelic cheers over our victories on earth are accompanied by singing but what do they sing they might join us in the holy communion therefore with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven we laud and magnify you such a solemnly predictable answer does not do justice to the emotional enormity of god's victory over satan in a war in which all of God's champions, from the prophets, the apostles, and even his son, seem to be in retreat right up to the end of the war. The still well-known theologian Karl Barth provo- proposed that the angels sing Mozart in their off time. But his secular music is too sweet, and his agonizing mass gives the impression that a full atonement for sin has not been made. Barth also liked Bach. Nothing plummets the depths of God in which the spirit of God has full reign than the Kyrie of the B minor Mass. Another candidate would be the resurrection. He rose, and again he rose in the same Mass A piece of music that shuts the uh, doors of hell and splits the heavens in two with God's unexpected victory over Satan. These proposals are too contrived. When you round up the lost sheep, when you round up the lost sheep of Jews and Gentiles and whoever else, the choirs of heaven will sound more like a jazz band playing Christmas carols in the O'Hare airport. Angels are aware that we might not be musically and verbally, verbally, that we might be musically and verbally challenged. And they will be content if we sing a one-word chorus consisting of the Hebrew compound word hallelujah, which George Friedrich Handel turned into a chorus. And if it seems to go on forever, which it does, the angels will punctuate the hallelujah chorus by singing, For the Lord God Omnipotent reigneth. Now back to Jesus. I tell you, there will be no more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead, Our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good, so that by the blood of the eternal covenant you may may do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever, amen.
1: I cry to you, O Lord. the morning, my prayer comes before you. Restore to me the joy of your salvation.
0: And uphold me with the Holy Spirit.
1: My mouth is filled with your praise. And with your glory all day. Every day I will bless you. And praise your name forever and ever. By awesome deeds you answer us with righteousness. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless this holy name. He redeems your life from the pit.
0: And crowns to set all mercy.
1: Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Let us pray. Almighty God, merciful Father, since you have wakened from death the shepherd of your sheep, Grant us your Holy Spirit, that when we hear the voice of our Shepherd, we may know him who calls us each by name, and follow where he leads. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Almighty God, hear our prayers for all who sin against you, or neglect to serve you, all who forget you, all who leave you out of their lives. O oh Lord, have mercy on them. Lead us all to true, re- true repentance and an earnest longing for you. Strengthen and confirm all your faithful people and lift up the light of your face on them, always renewing in them heavenly desires. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I thank you, my Amen. heavenly Father, Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.